We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. I, I almost don't know how to respond when you include facts in your questions. Um, it's 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 so off-putting. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's really throwing me off. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always is Andrew Laird. Andrew, congratulations. You have stemmed the tide, as it were. Uh, my winning streak on DraftKings has come to a close. Uh, how do you feel? Um, it's good. That wasn't the only the only matchup I took down between the two of us this week. Oh, that's right. I, I, you know what? I didn't know we were playing each other. <laughs> Me neither. Sid, on Twitter that we were playing each other in the Rotowire League. I'm still getting the last laugh currently yes. in first place. Yes, very much the last laugh, although I did beat you by about 40. I think it was your worst week of the season. Well, you know, when you have Sergio Aguero out and he's one of your focal points, uh, that's not going to be a good day. Hey, I, I got him in the uh, Taga uh, Premier Private. Division, so yep. I know all, I know that one very well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be, to be honest... I, having having him missed, I think was like six games now to this season so It'll far. Be, it will be seven by yeah. the time this is over. 
Yeah, I, I mean, considering I'm in first place without my without him for uh, you know a good part of the season, I think I'm doing okay, even though I can't score any points. That doesn't help. <laughs> um, yes, that's true. You got. Um, I was actually going to razz you a little bit because uh, we were going back and forth between Seamus Coleman and Leighton Baines, and they both finished with negative points on Taga. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, that was a good call by both of us. <laughs> and here I was thinking that we were going to start the show with me talking to you and asking you about the uh, fantasy Milford Boys Basketball Fantasy League. And I'm assuming that Lair Dito was the number one overall draft pick, huh? Um, <laughs> What's his ELO? What's his PER rating? Yeah. My uh, youth basketball doesn't usually start until kids are like seven or eight. Um, but Lair Dito has shown a penchant for basketball. So we signed him up for this clinic and... That's where I was just now. It's like I wouldn't call it like the worst run thing ever, but like the the focus is not on what it should be for like little kids. And so uh, someone's about to take over. Someone. It's is so funny you said that. I, I've I've basically been complaining about this camp for he's gone for two weeks and I've been complaining for about two weeks with it. But the only reason I say that is because we, we actually sent him to like a legitimate basketball camp last summer. He was way too. Well, we thought he was way too young for it. And he was fine. He was by far like the smallest kid, but he like got it. And um, this one is just very, I don't know what, what like the goal of this clinic is, but basically they are now halfway through and all they've done are layups, bounce passes. And today they dribbled for the first time. Like there's no running involved in this camp. And I'm just like, basketball is a very like run oriented game. That's why my son likes it. Like that's why he likes soccer because you're always moving. And that's why he likes basketball. And uh, all I do is complain about it, and people are like, "Well, you just got to jump in." Like, there's no way I'm jumping in on this. No way. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is just the most unbelievable set of words put to a sentence about yeah. youth basketball that I've ever heard. It's um, I mean, I work for a fantasy sports company. I had grown up playing sports and watching sports, so like, sports are important to me, uh, both like watching and playing, like. They've been a big part of my life. And so there's no way I was going to raise my kids to like not at least try athletics. And my son just happens to like love them. Uh, my daughter is really not that interested, which is fine uh, for now. But uh, <laughs> he he's like all in and I'm, I'm totally a parent who's like, I want him to get something out of it. And he's just not getting anything out of this. And that's kind of what bothers me the most about it. Well, let's get to more things that bother you a bunch. Let's talk about some some Premier League, huh? Well, I'm having a I'm coming off a solid weekend, so I'm, there's not too much bothering me about this, other than maybe Arsenal's Champions League draw. Yeah, that that's like the fourth straight year they've had a terrible draw. It, it wasn't that bad. Um, what was funny is that um, you got didn't you get what did you get Barcelona? It, it's it was like it's like Bayern, Bayern, Barca, and Bayern the last or they had Monaco somewhere and they lost that one. Um, but they, like the the alternative, like everyone's like, oh, I can't believe it happened again. The guy who runs like the Bayern uh, Twitter account, like the Bayern English Twitter account or U.S. Twitter account, whatever it was, like the day that um, Arsenal clinched the group, they they had some joke like, should we book our trip to London now? And it like totally played out that way. The thing is, everyone's like, I can't believe it happened, blah, blah, blah. They should have finished second. PSG finished second and ended up with Barca. So like this didn't get any, like they actually somehow got the better of the two options coming out of that group. So yeah. 
I don't know. Um, this is definitely like the weakest Bayern team for a while, which means they should probably only win like two or three on aggregate instead of seven. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. But let's get to the Premier League, shall we? We have to fit a lot in a short amount of time. We have a preview, review kind of deal going on. We have games starting tomorrow on Tuesday. We're filming this Monday after uh, Monday evening, and I have uh, a lot of day job stuff to do, and I'm hosting a thing tonight. So anyway, I, I got a lot to do in a short amount of time. So let's go to uh, let's go to the vitality here. We have Burnmouth taking on Leicester. Um, just so you know, just as a, I, I've actually looked up a bunch of stats for this week, which is absolutely insane and crazy. Uh, so for this one, just to let you know, Leicester, 80% of their matches have gone over the two and a half goal mark in totals. Huh. Right? That's interesting. Um, well, yeah, I mean, uh, well, I guess the the thought is that they're not scoring as much this year because Jamie Vardy's had such a poor season uh, last weekend aside, but they're really not that bad uh, attacking wise. Like Slimani has filled in nicely. Okazaki's had a few goals. Um, Mares is cleaning up from the spot as usual. So uh, I guess that's not overly surprising, no pun intended, but um, they have been really poor um, defensively. Yeah, they have been really poor. Actually, I can I actually have something on this as well. Uh, as far as the away tables, which is what Leicester is this weekend, uh, they are 19th out of 20th. How many wins do you think they have on the road this season? Leicester? Yes. They had one point, I believe, on the That's road. That's correct. Yeah. That means zero. So zero. zero would be the answer, yes. <laughs> yes. They are only on goal difference above Burnley on the road table. Yes, I did know that, actually. Um Yes, and they've allowed, and they have allowed the second most goals on the road. Yes, and yes. I believe they have let up a goal in every single away game. Um, I think it's a hundred percent of away matches they've let let up at least one goal. Well, yeah, because so no not, well, I guess it would be a scoreless draw, right? If they their one road point was a, but it wasn't. So, yes, it, it's it's bad news. And then when you look at Burnmouth, Burnmouth are eighth on the home table. Yeah, they're actually plus five. At home, and we, I, I've said it for a while, and I can now quantify it. Uh, they, <laughs> they really, they really are a much better team at home, especially defensively. They're a little above mid-table when it comes to goals allowed at home. For example, they have a better, they have a better record in terms of defense at home than the likes of Burnley, who we associate defensively, than Arsenal, mm-hmm. uh, than Watford. Now Watford was terrible, but West Brom was the one I was thinking of as well. They have fewer goals allowed at home than West Brom. Than, than West Brom does at home. Right. Uh, I think part of it is that their road schedule has been a bit tough. Um, they've already played at Liverpool, at United, at Chelsea, and at Spurs. Um, those are four of the tougher places to play in the league, so to get those out of the way early, I guess, helps. But um, theoretically, they've also... Or not theoretically, but they've also played at Sunderland, at Watford. So maybe, maybe it should equal out. But I'm not overly surprised by how... Um, yeah how poor they've been on the road. So would you take Jamie Vardy starting another 11 <sighs> goal streak? Um, no. I would. I'm not, I'm not totally confident, but I would take him again. I mean, there's only a two-game slate on Tuesday, so it's not like you Oh, that's games. true. That's true. Although, yeah, I mean, we're probably going to see plenty of rotation for Arsenal. I'm Well, not, not we should, but we'll see. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there was. Um, so Vardy... Uh, would you take Vardy or Callum Wilson? I'll, I'll do it pretty simply. Um, 
like last weekend, I wouldn't even think about it. Um, and I would go with Wilson, but, uh, you're right. I mean, Vardy's kind of one of these, the streakiest of streakers that, mm. yeah, I think I would take Vardy over Callum Wilson. Yeah. It, it, I think you gotta, you gotta ride this hot streak, yeah. even though it's only one games currently. Right. Uh, but on the, so on the defensive side, if you were to take an option from this game, would you take, um, Fuchs or one of the Burmouth fullbacks? The Burmouth guys. I would take Daniels, not, not Smith. Although yeah. I did see that, I believe um, Adam Smith now, uh, I'll attempt to look this up quickly, but it won't happen. But I believe he's top five, possibly top three in fouls drawn this season, which is kind of an astonishing um, stat for a fullback. That is that high. Yeah, that's interesting. Um I still like Daniels better, <laughs> even with all that. Yeah, no, that, that's what I mean. Like, I, I agree. Yeah, Smith is third. It's uh, Eden Hazard, Diego Costa, and Adam Smith. And then Wilfried Zaha. Like, something, <laughs> one of these seems to not fit. But, um, yeah, Daniels is clearly the higher higher upside and higher floor, probably. <sighs> yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, he's definitely more involved consistently, at mm-hmm. least. So. For sure. All right. I think we've covered it. Riyad Mahrez, of course, you have him. You start him for daily. It's a two-game slate. You're going to consider him. Uh, I, I I don't want to get too much into the daily because it's only two two slate two game slate, but just maybe some overarching themes. But we should get on to the bigger game that's on Tuesday, the feature game, even though they're both at the same time. It will be Arsenal traveling to traveling to Goodison to take on Everton. <sighs> Arsenal are not very good in terms of defensively on the road. However, and also combine that with the fact that Everton have scored in every single home match, and it looks like there's going to be no clean sheets here. Uh, I think you are mistaken about Arsenal's road form. I know you keep saying <clears throat> that they've given up a goal, but wait, wait, sorry, 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 sorry. I, I, I really, I, 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 I misread it. That's there. It's their home. It's the home stuff. Never, never mind. Arsenal <laughs> on the road. Excuse me. They're I got elite. My- I got my stats mixed up. They are the only team not to lose on the road in the Premier League. There you go. Five goals allowed in seven games on the road. Yeah, that's good. Yep. That's what they call good. Yep. Um, you know what the best team on the road is, points-wise? Uh, I would assume Chelsea. Man City. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Um, I'm filled with good nuggets today. Yes. I don't know how to... astonishing, right? I don't know right. how to react uh, to this, but... I, I know. Uh <laughs> Uh, we're assuming we're going to see a decent amount of rotation from Arsenal. I think that the two players that I think will feature pretty much no matter what is, I think it's Theo Walcott and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. I think in some way, shape, or form, they're going to feature. They're playing very well, and they're not normally starting every week. So I think this is a combo that I think you'll still see. Uh, Walcott's spot is pretty pretty secure. Well, sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, it, Walcott, yeah. I, he also may play. I mean, if Lucas Perez doesn't play up front or Olivier Giroud play up front, it, it, he might play up front too. He has the dual position. Ugh, I hope not. Um, no, I think... I, I hope that they continue to use them as the wings so they can continue to gain that chemistry in terms of being opposing wingers and switching wings when they need to and and playing together because I think that's been really dynamic for them. Which two? You will be and Walcott? No, no, no. I mean, I'm sorry, Oxlade-Chamberlain Oxlade and Walcott? Walcott, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain has definitely played well uh, of late and, yeah, the two of them have been, basically been starting on the wings with Alexis in the middle. If there's anybody who should get a break, it's Alexis. I mean, like, they're, you cannot 
grind right. him and, into and the they, ground. And they have two replacements that can come in for him in Giroux and in Lucas Perez. Yes, yeah. Um, either one of them, I think Perez would probably get the call first, although he had that hat trick in the Champions League while playing on the wing. So, uh, like, Alexis still started up front. So, um, I don't know. The... I, I mean, maybe, I always, I'm maybe, doing the opposite. I, I've, maybe Theo Walcott comes out for yeah, Lucas Perez. Yeah. I've, I've given Jose Mourinho credit for playing his guys, you know, when he needs to play them. And you would theoretically mean, say, then Alexis will play this week and maybe not in the weekend if he doesn't recover. But, um, I mean, this is a fairly big game for, you know, if, if Arsenal really think that they're title contenders, they they need to get points on the road here, and particularly at Everton. So, you would think that the guys that should be playing will will play. Well, the problem is, is you know what Arsenal's next fixture is on Sunday, right? Is that the Man City one? That's at Man City. Yeah, no Aguero though. That's again, it's it's another tough fixture, yes, and yes. it's on the road. So it's you know now is not the time if you're thinking about rotation to do it. Yeah, Tony. You know, that's going to be that's going to be during the like the actual box. That's going to be during Boxing Day probably when they take on West Brom. Um, cor- uh, correct. Yeah, the I, I can't I can't see it any other way. Maybe Alexis Sanchez can give you sixty minutes. He doesn't have to give you all ninety. Yeah. Speaking of West Brom, though, Tony Pulis said today in his press conference that like basically players at this level are able to play, like should be able to, and are able to play three games in seven days. And it was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah but how about six and fourteen? Yeah. He doesn't have to do the Europe stuff anyway. It doesn't. He's. I don't care what Tony Pulis thinks about rotation. The way he (laughs) plays. Uh, We'll get. We'll get to him in a minute though. Yeah. Uh, But for this game, it it looks. I think the only are. I I would only take offensive options. I would not take either goalkeeper. I would not take any defender in this game. Maybe Bellerin for offensive potential, but I don't see a clean sheet here. Uh, Everton score too much at home. And Arsenal, they've been very good in terms of defense on the road, but I, I, Everton will somehow have like a Lukaku penalty or something. Like that. Lukaku will draw a penalty or something because Arsenal have given up the most penalties, correct, this season? Uh, they're tied, yeah. I was actually going to say uh, Gabriel, who has been starting at right back, is going to start at center back because Mustafi is out. And Gabriel is like a penalty waiting to happen, So particularly with Lukaku in the box. So I think that's absolutely how they score this week. No yeah. doubt. I still think Arsenal win, though. I agree. They're just scoring too much. I'm I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Okay. (sighs) Liverpool going to Middlesbrough. This starts the Wednesday slate, the 2.45 p.m. slate, the slate that we will be selecting games from, from 2.45 and 3 o'clock. There's Mm -hmm. eight games to get through here. So... 67% 67% of Liverpool's matches on the road, or sorry, all altogether, have gone over the two and a half. That's low to me. That seems lower than I would have anticipated, that only two-thirds of their games have gone over two and a half goals. Um, that does seem a little low, although um, you know, they've already played Spurs and Chelsea and United. So, Well, you should theoretically have played almost everybody once now. Uh, almost. I mean, almost everyone. Yeah. You're you're beyond the halfway point, way beyond the halfway point in terms of teams you've played already once. Now? Yeah. No, they're only at 15. 19, yeah, so... 19 to the middle? Yes, yes. That's, that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. You said... what? Did, 
Play, they're more than halfway between playing teams at least once. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. I thought you meant just like halfway, meaning halfway no, no, no. is when you play everyone now I, once. Now, so. I, now I understand what you're saying. Yes. yes. No, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got you. We are now clear. I made that more confusing than it needs to be. <laughs> Apologize. Um, but, in ter- but in terms of Middlesbrough, is there anyone that you would consider taking? Because we kind of know who our options are from Liverpool at this point. Um, I mean, Middlesbrough are better at home. I mean, they're like decent at home. So, uh, and they, they, what is it? So, yeah, they've only given up seven goals at home um, in, uh, what is that, seven games? I mean, that's. That's good. That's good. Um, and Liverpool look a little confused to me um, without um, Firmino playing at the nine. I kind of tweeted that out earlier, but like he's been, <clears throat> they just don't seem to know where he fits in. Uh, and Divock Origi has obviously been very good. Liverpool, by the way, fourth best on the road this season in terms of points, get, points, uh, you know, points made from the game. So um, I don't want to discount is how, that, that they've been good on the road. Um, I believe, I be, or I guess we're already, I was going to say, they, I, th- I think they had like a, a road heavy early schedule. They, they played eight on the road. Right. Um, so that I guess that's only just one more. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think they played some. Yeah. I'm looking at now like five, four of their first five were on the road. Um, but I guess that doesn't apply anymore. But uh, yeah, the, I don't know. They just don't seem to be as consistent attacking wise when, when they have, you know, a up front because um, I don't know. I don't know what the what the problem is, but they just don't look as fluid with him up there. Obviously, Coutinho missing is a big part too. Um, so they're going basically from Firmino at the nine and Coutinho to Wijnaldum and Lalana. I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. It's uh, that doesn't seem to strike as much fear into opponents. No, like, but, I don't they think... have James, but they have James Milner. Yep. <laughs> I guess um, he's been, he's been a, a really stabilizing force for them. I mean, maybe not defensively, but in terms of when they when they attack nice, when they attack well, he's usually a part of the buildup. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yep, usually crossing. <laughs> uh, not always. Not always. Uh, not he's always, a good open field hopefully. passer as well. He's a good open field passer as well. Like from I just the wing to the does, box passing or. Well, I, I just find, find making the right pass. Yeah. That is a, that is a skill that some people have and some people don't. Yep. Look at Jesus Navas, for example. He finds passes and most of them are wrong. Yeah. But he gets he gets he gets the same points credit in fantasy. And but in terms of real life versus fantasy, you know, most people would take Milder in a heartbeat for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. He had uh, 15 crosses. Um, he meaning yesterday Milner, excuse me, had 15 and only three corners. So, um, I mean that. There you go. That shows how many he's he's sending in from open play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I'm fully with you. He his price is going sky high on DraftKings now. Yeah. Well, it's one of those that like it, it almost tricks you because they list him as a defender. I mean, he's obviously playing as a defender, mm-hmm. but if he was putting up all these stats just as a regular left sided attacking midfielder, you'd probably pay it. So yep. it makes you obviously it's much different. Yeah. They're not tricking you. They're giving you a discount. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, they're basically forcing you to find a cheap midfielder instead of a cheap defender. Yeah. Um, so, 
you know, I actually well, find it well, a little easier yeah, or, to find a midfielder, yeah, yeah. a cheaper midfielder who can pay yeah. off than a. That is a great tease for our DraftKings lineups later because uh, I have a theory on that. Okay. All right, but uh, but yeah, let's move on here to Burnley traveling to London Stadium to take on West Ham, who are absolutely terrible at home. Yeah. They're they are seventeenth out of twenty at home with a negative seven goal differential. That is the worst in the Premier League in terms of goal differential. And they are one point above the worst in terms of points received from these games, meaning home games. That is bad as bad gets, right? I, I almost don't know how to respond when you include facts in your questions. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's so off-putting. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's really throwing me off. Uh, yes, they've been bad. Uh, they, I, I don't know what the, what the solution is because... Uh, like Diafrasako came back, he looked great, and then he got hurt. Uh, Andy Carroll didn't start last uh, this past weekend. Uh, he did come on um, in their game against Man uh, Liverpool, excuse me. Um, but they just don't seem to have a, a plan yet. Um, a lot of it is like let's just see if we can uh, draw a foul uh, just outside the box so Dimitri Payet can finish it himself. But there's just no there's nowhere where you're looking beyond Payet to say, this is a guy who can like, I guess Antonio scored again. So that without even his uh, head, but, um, I don't he had know. a great celebration for it too. Yeah, he did. My wife, my, my wife was like, uh, she was, she first said, Ooh, these jerseys look really good together. Like the two opposing teams. Mm. And then she was like, Ooh, I like that. I like that Antonio guy. <laughs> yeah. I love those. Like West Ham alternates are pretty nice. I like that. I don't yeah, they're like they're like the, they're like one of the Turkish, uh, one of the Turkey national team kits, mm. which are tremendous. Anyway, you got to look the Turkish yeah, national team. Up. What that's it's it's little it's almost webbed, but it has like a really light blue line pinstriping. It's tremendous mm. uh, with the with the light with the light blue pen. Anyway, we don't need to get into the Turkish national team right now. Uh, okay, Burnley and West Ham here. I actually don't have much here except for the fact. Uh, that Burnley have failed to score in 83% of their away matches. Oh. Oh. But can you trust the West Ham defense? Right, Even yeah. against a Burnley uh, Even against the Burnley side that is dead last on the road. Dead last. One point along with Leicester on the road. Negative uh, 14 goal differential. Do you know how many goals they've scored total on the road? Three. One. Oh. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> and they've only played six games on the road, which means they have a lot more road games to go. Wow. That's pretty bad. I'm trying to look here. Is it possible? You are flummoxed. You are flummoxed oh. by this. No, I, uh, I was a little bit. I we, uh, We're coming out with some team trend pages that uh, I haven't shown you yet uh, that help me figure out who where that came the the one road goal was a sam vokes goal against southampton in week eight that was their only road goal this year which crushed it yikes um so if you go into this and you're like boy west ham are really bad defensively burnley have to score who's the guy you look for (sighs) was it hendrick or defor who scored last Uh, week uh, Hendrick on the it beauty. Hendrick, yeah, that on a completely like unrepeatable goal. <laughs> for him, yes. Right. For anybody on Burnley. Nobody on Burnley's finishing that. 
So like, where do you go? Goodmanson's out. Um, there's Vokes. Gray might not even start. Like it gets pretty ugly. Like it's worse. It goes from bad to worse for Burnley. But can you trust the West Ham defense? Well, that's what I mean. Like who? I would go with Masuaku if he starts, or Aaron Cresswell. Either yeah, or. Cresswell will start. I, I mean, that's an interesting option. I, I did. You know, I, I'm assuming that Cresswell is priced appropriately. Uh, I mean, it's he hasn't been that great. Um, I I don't think he's James Milner good, and I think they're no. better off beneath him. That's the way that I'll put it for Aaron Cresswell. They're better off what? They're a better option beneath him in price. Oh, for sure, for sure. So he's in that he, he's in that kind of no man's land. He's more of a name than a value in terms of DraftKings. That's right. the way I'll right. All right. West Ham offensively in this one is is it? I mean, uh, you got to believe in Andy Carroll when he's playing, right? Have to what, is such what, a strong. <laughs> while he's playing, he has scored. He has shown a pension for scoring goals. Um, he's shown a pension. He hasn't scored a pension. Right. Um, I. I'm not. You're not ready. No, I'm not ready. For it's okay. That. It's okay. You know. Not everyone's ready immediately. It takes some time. To get used to. I, I understand. Would, I would look at Pyatt Antonio first, and Oof, really going out on a real, real long limb there. I think I would stop there. I don't think there's no there's no way I would take Andy Carroll. How about that? No way. Okay. I mean, you are entitled to think that, and I know that's what you think. Okay. Uh, we don't need to discuss many more options because there aren't. To be honest, there aren't any. Uh, but let's talk about Chelsea just a little bit because they travel to Sunderland in what I think is going to be a totally predictable game in that Chelsea will score goals and Sunderland will maybe score one. Really? Yeah. Why not? Give them a goal. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, to be honest, outside of the Diego Costa opportunity against West Brom, which he converted, West Brom had better goal scoring chances in that game. West Brom played the perfect West Brom game. Yeah. Kudos, kudos to Chelsea for still winning said game. For sure. But a uh, total individual effort. Yeah. A hell of an effort. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, he was going up against someone who had a yellow card already, so he he knew yeah, that. It was a great play. He he knew that mm-hmm. and took advantage accordingly. That's why you have Diego Costa. If anyone knows that, how to play with a yellow card, it's that guy. He's been playing with four since the fourth game of the season and still hasn't been suspended. It's amazing. Uh, anyway, uh, I got a question. Sun- I got a question for you on the Sunderland side. Yes, yeah, so I was just about to ask on the Sunderland side. How many different players have scored for Sunderland this year? Three. That's exactly right. Can I, let me see if I can name them: Patrick Van Aanholt, mm-hmm. Victor Inichibi, mm-hmm. Jermaine Defoe. That's it. Three guys Ooh. have scored for the entire team, and four people have picked up assists. Two of them are the guy. Two of the are the three guys with the goals. Exactly. I'm assuming it's uh, Patrick Van Aanholt. It is. Uh, Jermaine Defoe. Yep. He's assisted on Nishabi's goals. Uh, and you see, there's two more. Oof. Uh, uh, good lord. Seb Larson started for the first <laughs> time in a while, but he is not. Get one. I'm going to tell you because you're going to. DDA and Dong. We don't want to go too far on Sunderland. Okay. It's Duncan Watmore and Jack, oh, I knew that. And Jack Rodwell. I knew it was Duncan Watmore because he was on my um, my ESA team at the time he got the assist. Oh. Yes, that was week eight. I'm sorry, seven. And yeah. Rodwell's was in the opening game of the season at Yikes. Man City, of course, of all places. Yes. Well, Revenge game. 
Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, so the, 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 you can't uh, you can't like Sunderland options for any good reason other than you have a hunch, quote unquote. Um, There's no statistical reason. I agree. Totally agree. Okay, you're going based off of a hunch, or that Victor Inichbi has played so well, he must continue it against the Chelsea defense. Right. Even though he didn't really have a great game last week. Correct. He had one shot against Swansea. Correct. I mean, to be honest, Chelsea are much better at home. Than, another team that's much better at home than on the road. They are a plus five on the road and a plus seventeen at home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is going to be the biggest mismatch of the weekend. Although, I think, actually, there, there's another game that might be the biggest. I think yeah, this. I was is about to say. Game. I think betting wise, Tottenham may take that. It one, is we'll, barely we'll, though. Okay. Okay. But let, let's go on to the aforementioned Manchester City, who have Watford visiting the Etihad. Uh, this is another mismatch as well, but yeah. Man City, even with Kalechi and with no, uh, with no, uh, with no Fernandinho and with no uh, Aguero, they do get Otamendi back. Yes, but uh, debatable it, if that's better or not. <laughs> well, yes, it's better. Look at Jamie Vardy. Uh, by the way, Jamie Vardy's third goal was a. I still don't know how it went in. Four degree, uh, four degree angle. I saw today. Four. Yeah. Four, yeah. Divock Origi had one that was seven, and everyone's yes. like, "That was an impossible angle." Yeah, and Jamie Vardy said, "No, no, no, yes. I can do it better." Anyway, um, for Watford, uh, Okaka showed a nice little yeah. back flick for a goal. Uh, I think that'll be his nicest goal he scores this season, and I think Manchester City take this one for nothing, something like that. You think they get a clean sheet? Four one, maybe. But it, it, but it won't but it won't be like a meaningful like it yeah, was a close not. game goal like it was like a garbage time goal and it's just for pride that Manchester City didn't get that clean sheet yes. they didn't they were never really in danger well I think they definitely don't get the clean sheet because of that yeah fine I I think too much is made of clean sheets anyway but you can't you can't trust a Watford option now right not even the not even Holy Boss who crossed what was like twenty times um <laughs> we got two assists sorry. two assists yeah, yeah no not. 20 crosses would be something though. Uh, not unheard of though. The, I think you're not quite in the same boat of, of Sunderland where like you're only playing guys from Watford if you have a hunch, but, um, Amrabat. Etienne Capoue is on that team. Yeah. Uh, Amrabat and Olebas have just, have been crossing like a significant amount, but, uh, the, you would assume that, uh, Man City would try to control as much possession as possible. And if you don't have the ball, you usually can't cross that much. So even those guys, I think, would be a bit of a stretch. Um, plus, like, who knows where anybody's going to play. Like, Jan Mott's fit. Pereira's back. Um, they played Zuniga uh, of late. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I'd try to find my crosses elsewhere. How deep do you go on Manchester City's roster? Well, the way that we've seen um, Pep rotate, like it's tough to even know who would play. But uh, I think De Bruyne will be the most popular option for the weekend. Um, I think Ianacho will be well owned. I think Nolito will get a start, and I think yeah, he's an interesting yeah. option. I, I said it last weekend. I liked him if he started, and when he played, he did very well. Yeah, he scored. Um, I think I, I feel like it's the perfect game to get like Leroy Sané in, or. Even Navas, I would probably stay away from Navas myself, but um, it's like a catch-22 because you want to go heavy on... Well, that's not a catch-22 at all, but you want to go heavy on these guys, but it's Pep has every reason to kind of heavily rotate uh, in this one, one because... One encouraging sign for me, for if I was a Manchester City fan, Pep Guardiola said he's not going to compromise the way that he does 
business. And I think that's good. I think they're playing the right way. I think them, unlike Manchester United, have gotten a little unlucky. Mm. Um, they had a bunch of games where they are just knocking down the door, but the door just won't fall over. He had a great post-match interview where they basically kept harping on like what the problem was. Uh, he was, you know, they were like, is it the system? He's like, no, of, of course it's not the system, which is like such a ballsy question to ask some, like a manager, yeah. particularly him. Like we've, he's obviously well, so, had yeah. some reporters ask questions to get a response. Yeah, that sure. was going to get a response. So. And, uh, so he said no. And they were like, is it the players? And he's like, no. And he was like, basically just saying, you know, it was a, a bad game. I mean, they got absolutely smoked by Lester, but he was like, you know, it happens. And they were like, well, what was the problem? Like, was it the formation? Was it the tactics? Was it the play? Like, they were clearly looking for someone to blame, and he wasn't even willing to, like, take the blame himself. Yeah. It was just like, no, it, that's what it was. It was also, yeah, whatever. You're right. You Sometimes you have games like that. <clears throat> yeah, so um, that being said, I think he has this every not- reason to rotate, um, but they, they're still going to be heavy favorites, even if, like, De Bruyne, Silva, and Iannaccio don't play. You know, like, the the they're just significantly better, but, um, I don't know, Mane always looks kind of attractive but because he's usually so cheap but his floor is so low i mean he's like a very goal dependent midfielder so um if de bruyne doesn't play like everyone's like oh we'll just go to silva but like i don't even like silva that much either so when you really think of it i think you're really only going three deep on man city sounds good all right let's go to the hawthorns where swansea city come to town uh my god these two teams uh uh West Brom played a perfect game, like I said before, and still lost. Uh, Swansea, on the other hand, what did they do? They pitched a perfect game against Sunderland and yeah. got a clean sheet and a and a three nil win. Big win. So, uh, two. T- I, I think in the in the realm of last week, they played. Both teams played very very well. One team got the result they wanted. The other one did not. Mm-hmm. I still favor West Brom in this one, mostly because they're at home. Yeah, I don't think it's even close. I mean, the way that West Brom had been playing, even aside of last weekend, like the there's little reason for me to think that, excuse me, they won't be able to put up a better attacking front than West Brom and the tables are better on the road than they are at home and not goal differential wise, but getting points from games. They're minus one, but nine points on the road and they are. 11 uh well yeah they've gotten 11 points at home but yeah uh, i'm kind of i'm kind of not reading these well they played anyway it doesn't matter you're right they've been better at home than they're they're winning this game by by outscoring i was so close andrew to pitching a perfect game of stats actually i wasn't because i got one wrong in the beginning too (laughs) i'm trying i'm out there man (laughs) i i think west brom wins this game uh because they outscore swansea not because they held them scoreless so that's interesting the I think, yeah, they'll open it up because they're at home and against a team that they can open it up from. So I think you're going to look at Matt Phillips. You're going to look at Chris Brunt. You're going to look at Rondon and then pass uh, Chadley someone if he on, starts. Someone on Twitter said, I think it was, it was uh, Adam. Zedroy. Yeah, Adam Zadroy. The So Adam writes our weekly FPL captain article. And the reason why I like it is because it he does basically a five-player ranking as well. So he'll go through the the regular, as we would call them in DFS, the chalk picks. So like this week, it's Harry Kane against Hull and um, uh, De Bruyne, I believe, against uh, whoever we said they were just playing. But he makes kind of a case for Chris Brunt. And uh, it's kind of 
it's more of like a ridiculous one because the the ones further down his list are more differential. If you're somebody like Mike who's trying to make up some room, you go for a guy like Chris Brunt um, or Matt Phillips. Like if you wanted to do that, the and I think this is kind of the week to try that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm daring him. I already dared him on Twitter to do it for his team, and then furthermore to triple captain him. So he. Ch- I don't know. Challenge issued. I don't know if he has his triple captain left, but he did send a screenshot of his team with the Chris Brunt captain. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to do that when they haven't started yet. <laughs> All right. Uh, on the Swansea side, what did you see last week? I saw um, a really poor opponent. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. Would you do trust any of the options except for Gilfie Sigurdsson? No. I think that's enough we need to say about Swansea City for now. All right. So Stoke are at home against Southampton. Southampton, who have only gotten five points on the road this season. Hmm. That's bad. It's a weird team. I don't get it. And now no Chaz Austin for a, quite a long time. So, Well, Sean A. Long will come back in. Yeah. It's not the same without Sadio Mane there. Yeah. It's not um, the same. Anyway, but Jay Rodriguez have, got the start actually last weekend. Yeah, and they also still have Buff, uh, Buffal and Redmond to flank whoever is in the middle to make them look good. So, mm-hmm. what you is know? your uh, what is your thought so far on Nathan Redmond this season? Up and down, just like he was at Norwich. Hmm. He has a lot of promise, but he doesn't show the consistency that's necessary. But he's still young. Uh, patience is required a little bit, but yeah, I think he's pretty much having this season. I expected of him, which is why I didn't have him in any draft leagues or like I didn't have him anywhere because I just didn't think John Wallen people had some very high expectations from him. Like John Wallen. He was one. Yeah. Um, I just didn't, I don't know. I didn't see it. I still don't. The the Stoke revival is on right now. I remember when they were at the the bottom end of the table with only like like one goal scored overall, but now they really picked it up. Um, I, I, it must be Mama Juke no longer starting at central forward. That's yeah, got to be. It. That's it. They found their new winger. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, to, to be fair, in this one, I, I don't see too many goals in this, to be honest. I really don't. I, I understand that Stoke and Southampton, there's been kind of a revival for Stoke offensively. Uh, uh, no, still not in it. I'm still not in this one for the goals. Southampton are going to be well organized at the back first and foremost least attempt to so you think stoke can keep them out on the road like at I, I, take, I don't see a many goals i'm not saying it's nil okay. nil but I, I would take the under on two and a half and who is your I first thought for a goal my first thought for a goal mm-hmm. there is none it's all spread out it's too spread out for me i don't see one option being the dominant option mm-hmm. for either team correct okay i, I agree just, with you yeah, I mean, Marco Anautovic maybe jumps to mind, but not not really. Yeah, he has, yeah, one goal this year. Yeah, exactly. Ten weeks ago. Um, uh, yeah, no. I don't know what to... I, I'm staying away from this game altogether. Charlie Adam? Well, also, I mean, McQueen, Sam McQueen started and yeah, Kuko Martinez started last week. I'm assuming that was a rotation anticipation of this game because both Bertrand and Cedric are healthy. Yes. And it was right after the Europa League, which I'm not sure if either one of those two played either. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. But, but yeah, the even if even with McQueen and and Martina, you you didn't you like does, I'm, not put, I'm, not, I'm not taking any of them. Yeah. Two of them are too high priced and two of them are too inconsistent. Yeah. All right. 
I don't, there's not much more to me said about this game. If you take an option from this game offensively, kudos to you. Um, <laughs> I mean, Zerdan Shakiri may get 20 crosses. He may get none. Uh, I doubt he gets none, but he could get like five, yeah, which... which will which will make him next to useless for right. the price. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Manchester United travel to Crystal Palace, which I still maintain is one of the most fun places to watch a game as a neutral because those fans are just awesome. Uh, 67% of Palace matches have gone over two and a half goals. Uh, Manchester United, am I reading this right? Are they undefeated in their last six? Um, they may have drawn five of them. Possibly. But... Yeah, possibly. And uh, I apologize, but I'm getting the doorbell rung for probably for some food. Oh, oh I'm incorrect. It is wife by Gotti returning home. Oh. Because the door was locked, Grant. Because uh, we never. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm sure the podcast <laughs> listeners want to know that we don't usually lock our door, so we're not right. going to tell anyone where we live. Anyway, my wife is not pleased that I just mentioned that on the podcast, so we will move right along now. Um, <laughs> Manchester United. Um, yeah, they're red hot. <laughs> haven't lost in six. Um, I have nothing on this game. I got to be honest with you. I just wanted to give out the Crystal Palace nugget of over two and a half goals, two thirds of their games. Um, uh, I mean, it, it makes me like Zlatan a little, but that's about it. We've got a huge Wilfried, Wilfried Zaha revenge game. Huge. Oh God. That makes me hate that matchup even more. Really? He's been awesome though. You have to, I know make, he has been, yeah. I, I used him last week in my losing lineup. Yeah. He's, he's the best player on this team right now. I think. Yeah, I, I don't think many would contend that. Okay. Great. Uh, yeah, I, Jason I, I, Punchin is out for this one. So fantastic. Yoan slides right yeah, in. Yeah, Kabai will slide in. Um, uh, Townsend is, looks just horrific of late, so you're not going to consider him anymore. Um, and you're probably not going to look at the defensive options. Nope. And team. Right, so... I think it's Laton. You might want to take Pogba. Uh, I I wouldn't. It's too high priced in most most cases. Yeah. Um, Mkhitaryan looked great last weekend, and then subsequently got hurt. Uh, Martial is doesn't do enough for me. Um, Lingard. Ugh. Ugh. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so oh, it's basically the Zlatan. only other thing I want to add: Valencia is out, so yeah. they'll have so to. So Darmian will go back to his original right. side. Right. And maybe they'll put Marcus Rojo out to the left. Who knows? That's what I think. Or maybe do. Dale, or, may, or maybe blend. or blend. Yeah. Anyway, on the you're not taking any of them anyway. Uh, so for Crystal, I, I think there's two legitimate, uh, three legitimate options in this game: Zlatan, then hmm. uh, Zaha, and Benteke. And I think that's it. Hmm. Um. Everyone else is kind of a, a hope and a prayer. Maybe Wayne Rooney. I was going to say, if Rooney starts, I would I would consider him. I would definitely consider him. Okay. So then three and a, and a maybe four. That's not great. No. Okay. Let's go on to the most lopsided game before we get to our DraftKings lineups here. We have Hull traveling to White Hart Lane. Hull are notoriously terrible on the road. Uh, they've given up 17 goals on the road, which is the second most in the Premier League, tied for second most. They have, to put it in perspective, they've given up the same number of goals on the road as West Ham. Uh, they've also given up just two fewer at home, so I'm not sure location even really matters for them. They stink out loud. Yeah. What can we say? I, I tried to, anyway. Harry can't. You're going to start all your. You're going to start almost every single um, the Spurs option you can get your hands on. 
Uh, I would put Erickson ahead of Kane personally, uh, just because he's been it's quite hot. Yeah. He's been shooting more. I mean, um, and, but I think both are fine plays and, uh, I kind of feel like anybody else is a bit of a dart throw. Like Sun has been, has had some good moments, but he's rather inconsistent. Uh, he doesn't have like a great floor and, um, I mean, the fullbacks are obviously pretty good. I wouldn't be surprised if they if Ben Davies got a start only because he just came back from injury. Trippier could get a start too. Just you know, yeah. Maybe. Um, so if he, if he starts, I'll be the first one to use him. Yeah. So, uh, you know, either of those guys, Eric Dyer lost his spot uh, last weekend because Alderwild came back and they used uh, Dembele and Wanyama together in the holding midfield, which uh, they got away with. So, <laughs> um. I think that's that's pretty much what you're going to do. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, not going to be a lot of Snodgrass uh, rosters this week. Yeah, you did last week, yep. right under my nose. Sure that was did. great. You also took some of my players that I had announced that you didn't like. Oh, Tom, did I? Yeah, like Tom Heaton, <laughs> um, for example. You use them in goal. Yeah. It's okay. I made one it's, lineup last week and I just used it for everything. So not, it's not it's not a problem. But speaking of those lineups, let's get to them now. Uh, I will start off since I was the loser of last week. So I have Tom Heaton again as my goalkeeper mm-hmm, at 4,000. Mm-hmm. At this point, it doesn't matter. If you have a yeah, 4,000 Tom Heaton, I'm going to take him. Uh, and then at defense, I went with Brendan Galloway as one of my defenders at 4,000. Uh, this is because of uh, uh, Craig Dawson being out this week. So yep. uh, Brendan Galloway will fill in nicely there. And then James Milner at seven grand, because like I said before, it's a discount on a defender, on, on a midfielder that's playing just as a defender. Yep. Yep. 15 points a game. Gosh. I'm going to regret not rostering him. Yes, you are. Um, it's a huge slate. We should kind of note that, that you don't usually eight get games. an eight game slate. Um, We'll get the next time we'll get one this big is Boxing Day when it's ten games. Yep, yep. <clears throat> um, I have Heaton as well, um, so I don't have to mess up the uh, the rules for next week. I have Toby Alderwild, hoping for some sort of header goal on a set piece, and I have paid fifty nine hundred for Marcos Alonso, who I would like to give a shout out to John Wallen who. <laughs> tweeted about Alonzo last weekend that said something like even in lesser formats Alonzo you know is is a great play and had a screenshot of his FPL team <laughs> so, like, I I did I great did say dig. great I dig. did yes I know I did say um I did say at the beginning of the year that Marcus Alonso is the best left back that they have even if they were going to use as as left back and Ivanovic as a right back like they did early in the year yeah I just I just wanted to put that out there. You needed some patience, but it, it did pay off if you had Alonzo in a draft league. Yeah. Okay, your midfield, sir. Um, I have Christian Erickson. How many do you have? I have um, four or five, depending have, on how one qualifies is in your mind. I, yeah, I have five, but go ahead, yeah. So we have similar strategies here. Yeah, so I have um, Erickson at 89, um, Chris Brunt at 5,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, De Bruyne at 97, Nolito at 69, and Jordan Henderson at 58. I really hate the Henderson call, and I will probably yes. change that. Okay. Um, I The first two names on my sheet this week that weren't Tom Heaton. Uh, <laughs> I got Tom Heaton was the first one. Of course. I just wanted to see of how course. expensive he was. And he, it was, anyway, 
Uh, for some reason, DraftKings just doesn't understand its own scoring. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne at 97, I have. I have Eden Hazard yeah. uh, at 10-2. Uh, so those are my two forwards, technically. Yep. And I have three midfielders. So basically, I challenged myself to have inexpensive midfielders. Because well, you had it, Milner, so. Because I had Milner and these two high-priced midfielders who I'm using as forwards. Yep. So at 5,000, I also took Chris Brunt. I think that's the steal of the week. Yep. Um, Yaya Torre at 4,500, oh. hoping, hoping he plays. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, but that's a that's a that's too good of a price. Mm-hmm. And this matchup for that player. Yeah. And then at 5,400, a, a, a one one that I don't like, but the opportunity is there is Sofian Buffal mm. at 5,400. Yeah. I don't like it. I yeah. love the player. I just don't like the matchup. I said it before. I'd like to avoid it if I can, but I just can't. Yeah. I might switch this to Danny Rose if he plays. That's the reason why I, because, because you might see Ben Davies get a start, which is why I didn't choose Danny Rose, but I was going to choose Danny Rose as my utility. Yeah. It's kind of a weird, not a weird uh, situation, but I was, um, starting to write up the our FanDuel article for, for Wednesday. And like all of the elite midfielders that you consider have like phenomenal matchups. And that's the problem you're going to have. You can get away with it on DraftKings because you can play guys like De Bruyne and Hazard as forwards. But you literally have De Bruyne home against Watford, Hazard at Sunderland, Erickson home against Hull, Payet home against Burnley, and you have the Mane, uh, Firmino, um, and all the other Liverpool guys playing against Middlesbrough, which I guess is a little bit tougher. So you have like, those are exactly like the matchups that you look for and they're all coming on the same slate and they're all obviously very expensive. So, um, I think you'll see a lot of different lineups Yeah, because I mean, you'll see like the, you'll see you'll center, your centerpieces will be likely from those teams, but they all play together. They, they all play at the same time, which is rare. Yeah. And you, you'll get, you know, if you decide like we did, uh, or at least I did to like basically load up on midfielders. Now I don't have Diego Costa, Harry Kane, Zlatan, um, and that's probably the and or Ianacho who or Benteke. Like you're, you're there's gonna I, be. I did the same thing as you. I skipped the forward position entirely. Yeah, and it's just. I, uh, I mean, those one of those guys is gonna go off. You would assume so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you would assume so, but I'm just thinking, I'm saying that I don't think like the winning that whatever the bigger GPP is like, I don't think that roster doesn't have Costa Kane or Zlatan. I think we played a head to head lineup and not a GPP lineup for sure. Because we took, we took more, we took more lower floor kind of guys like builders. Yeah. Higher higher floor. floor. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I meant. Lower ceiling, higher floor guys. I apologize. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't take a Pyatt. Well, I thought of it. Um, the The difficulty is, is that he's been like kind of goal dependent, and yeah. I just tend not to. I tend not to go for guys who are who are that goal. Like I, I, I considered De Bruyne and Eriksson uh, safer, and so that's why I go. Sometimes All right, to my detriment. <laughs> well, mostly to mine this season. And on that note, we will end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We'll be back with you, I think, by uh, closer to the end of this week to do another preview review yeah. uh, episode. The ga- the fixtures just kind of came up on me fast and furious this year, so we're really in the meat of it now, Andrew. And so, uh, lucky for everyone in the audience, you'll be hearing more of us giving our less than mediocre advice. So lucky them. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, but we will catch you next time on the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For Andrew, I have been Mike. Good luck, everybody, tomorrow and Wednesday. 
Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.